life, whether we like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me for the recap for this week. This one has been, I'm just going to jump right into this one. I didn't get a whole lot of responses and I didn't expect to. I believe this one was personally for me because God just had me sit with this one this week because I think it so reflects us as people, as a society, as Christians. It is so easy for us to look for the shiny, bright objects. And I knew that this testimony was not one of those, but that it was simple. There were no bells and whistles. There were no huge light bulbs going off, but there was a quiet whisper to it for me personally in hearing God's voice. And I just wanted to just take a moment in the recap and really just share kind of what God put on my heart, what he revealed to me. And maybe it spoke to a lot of you. I don't know. But I'm so very thankful uh, that Rebecca was willing, first of all, to put herself out like that. Um, I know my tendency when I'm not in a quote unquote good space when I know that I'm not going to show up well, my tendency is not to show up. And in her simplicity, she was like, you know what? This is me. This is who my God is to me. And it may not be the same God that other people see, but this is what I see. And I, I, I love the fact that she really was gut level, honest and raw. You know, when she said, I don't know. She said, I don't know a whole lot. She said, I'm, she asked her actual words were, I'm dumb when it comes to this stuff. And I'm like, how many of us would say out loud, we may think it, we may even feel it, But how many of us would honestly say, I'm dumb when it comes to this stuff? Now, granted, a lot of that is tied to self-esteem and other things, but so often we cover that up. We, We make believe, we pretend that's not the case. And I love that Rebecca comes from a place of, you know what, I'm a, I'm a country girl. I, I grew up barely with shoes. I, I, I'm, I'm living in a trailer. I don't know a whole lot. I'm not super educated. So when it comes to God, I'm dumb. And I'm just kind of hoping that those that God put around me are going to meet me where I am and lead me to the God I'm trying to reach. I... guys when I come across a Rebecca 
I feel like I owe them. I owe them a true picture of who God is. Because much of their understanding of God rest in our hands, those of us who are doing the teaching. And I wonder how many people we have dismissed because they couldn't quite grasp what we were teaching. Or we have overtaught because we didn't meet them on their level. I love that she said, I love God. And it was so, it, it was so childlike that it took my breath away. When she said, I love God, all I could say was, I know you do. I wonder how many of us can learn from that. Just the childlike quality of, I don't get everything, I don't know a whole lot, but what I do know is I love God and he loves me. (laughs) I'm just always amazed. We're all going through so much, you know, and all of our journeys are different. Ultimately, all of our journeys, however, are the same in the sense that we're all trying to see God. Now, if I'm coming from Rebecca's background, seeing God is going to look different than someone who's coming from a highly educated background. Seeing God, still a challenge, but it's going to look different. Why are we trying so often to feed people the same food when the same food is not necessarily digestible to that person? What if we really did meet people where they were and show them who God was? You know, God has me working with Rebecca right now. He has me working with another older woman who has schizophrenia. There are a number of elderly women that God has placed in my life right now. And I think God is saying, BJ, how are you going to treat them? How are you going to teach them? How are you going to love them? Will you love them like your mother? Or like you would want someone to love your mother. And I just, I I, I so gently embrace these women because they are that tender to me, because I believe they are that precious to God. You know, it makes me think, and I think it's Isaiah, Isaiah 46 4 says, Even to your old age, I will be the same. And even to your graying years, I will bear you. I I will hold on to you, God says. He says, I've done it and I will carry you and I will bear you and I will deliver you. In their old age, just as in my old age and in hopefully your old age and young age, that's what they're holding on to. They're holding on to the hope 
that in my graying years, God, you're going to hold on to me. When Rebecca said, you know what, I'm losing my, she said, I'm losing it. (laughs) She said, I'm just losing it. And I had to pause and, and go, okay, what exactly is she saying? But she literally means I'm losing my memory. I'm losing it. So for her holding on to God, it has to be tangible. It had to be real within her. And I don't know if you noticed, I, I, I tried to get a descriptive, you know, what does God look like to you? Now I was expecting, quite honestly, you know, I, I wanted to hear, well, he's, he's warm and he's with me always and he's, he's embracing. I don't know what I, I was looking for, something like that. Why that's what we're accustomed to hearing. And instead she said he has white hair and a beard and I, I don't know why I see him that way. And I was like, hmm, I, I, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect her to describe him physically. But even that is beautiful in its own way, if you think about it. If we really know God, what does he look like to us? Because it's not the same, and it doesn't have to be the same. But is he dear enough that we can actually describe him? You know, it's not as far-fetched as it felt in the moment for me. Because if someone were to ask me, now that my dad has been gone for two years, when you think about your dad, what do you see? Yes, I would talk about all those beautiful qualities about him, but I would also talk about how tall he was how big his hands were, how muscular he was. There's there's a physical description that also comes with the character of the man. And it wasn't as absurd as it seemed in the moment when she said, I see white hair and I see this, this white beard. And I thought later, why not? Why not? God, thank you. This week has been revelation for me. Because I need to see what they see. Because someday, I will be them. And someone else will be sitting in BJ's seat, wondering, Is there anything left in that tank spiritually? Guys, if our tank, if our spiritual tank is only full when we're young, we've just dismissed a whole half of the population. If we think about scripture and all those that were elderly and all the incredible things they did for God, Even though their hair was turning gray, I think it was Elijah, the eyesight was starting to fade. Even though they were not as clear-minded, God was so deeply and rooted and planted within them 
that he was equally as real at 120 as he was at 20. So I think there's something to be learned. I think we tend to dismiss people when they are no longer, and I hate to put it this way, of use to us or appear to be of no use to us. Rebecca is not someone that stands out in a crowd. She is not someone that we would go in and and seek out to, to hold up as an example to the world. She would never be considered sharp. But yet the tenderness of what she shared is something we all can learn and grow from. I'm just, this is simple today. This is simple because I'm just moved by her relationship with God. And she's in the state of trying to come back. It's not like she's been with God for years and years and years, you know, and had a little dip in her health, and and now she's trying to reclaim it. She walked away from God because, as she said, I didn't feel like I had anything to offer. I hate that distortion of Satan because he plays that card on us all. He plays that card on us whether we're old or whether we are young. And I pray that after listening, if nothing else, after listening to that, we can go, God, I will not allow Satan to play that card on me. We all have something to offer. It may not look like the person next to you. When we say we have nothing to offer, it's because we are comparing it to someone else. But when we look at ourselves, God did not create us with nothing to offer. So that's an impossibility. But to stay away from God, to stay away from God's people because you don't feel you have nothing to offer is the ruse of Satan that we see throughout Scripture. We need to stand firm in the fact that our God is the greatest creator of all times. That means nothing that he has placed his hands to is useless, undesirable, unusable. So we need to stop using those words on ourselves. We need to stop handing ourselves over to Satan and allowing him to use that on us. If Rebecca, at age, I think actually 74, can share her childlike testimony and offer up a gem of wisdom For each of us, if Rebecca can do it, not even thinking about it, trying to do it, but if she can offer up a jewel of God, each and every one of us can. What are we holding on to? 
when our memory fades, when our body no longer works the way that we want it to work, when we can no longer stand on our accolades, when we can no longer present our resume, what are we holding on to? What does he look like to you when you can no longer see him in black and white? What happens if our eyes go, our legs fail, our brains decreases? Does our relationship with God also decrease? Or is he so alive and well and dwelling inside of you that he shines even brighter? That is my prayer, guys, is that God will shine the brightest in us when the lights go off. Because let's face it, the lights are going to dim for all of us. None of us, no matter how much Botox, no matter how much we work out, none of that matters in the end. Our bodies will fail us because we are designed by God to return to him. So we won't be here forever. We know it intellectually. We won't be here forever. But I pray that when my lights dim, God's light brightens. I pray that people will look at me and they will wonder, how is it possible for her to love God more with everything that she's going through? How is it possible for her to see God more clearly? That's what we want. We want to be a testimony for God. We want our lives to speak beyond our voices. Does your life speak for you? Does your walk say everything that needs to be said? What if we had no voice? Would God still be recognizable in our lives to other people? What if? I could have just called this this whole segment, what if? Because we rely, we rest so much on what we can see and what we know. What if? Everything that we thought we knew, the blinds are pulled down people still see God. There's an old saying, what does God, what do, what do people get when they get you? What do people get when they get you? I hope people get more than BJ because it's so easy to get BJ and then you can put all the other little titles with it. The actress, the, the minister, the writer, the, all those titles is BJ. But I hope people get more than that when they get me. So in answering that, what do people get when they get you? 
I hope the answer is God. I hope they see the face of God. That's what my life is all about. I think that's what all of our lives are supposed to be about. And that's why, whether I am a Rebecca that is slowly losing a grip on my mental state, whether I am the other sister who is struggling with schizophrenia and trying to find levity in the midst of chaos, whether I am simply aging out and my body is starting to fail me, what do people get when they get me? Guys, I pray that the answer for you, just as I pray the answer for me, is my incredible God. He is always there, shining brightly. Even when the light goes out, that's when my God will shine the brightest over my life. This is my child, whom I love, good and faithful servant. It is time to come home. That is my prayer for each and every one of us as we journey through this thing called life. Is in the end, we receive the greatest reward we could possibly receive. God's approval. God's stamp of approval that we are His and we allowed Him to shine in our lives. I love you guys. Have a great week. Until next time, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave. Play us out.